you can read that. You can mix it up. You can do it over and over again. I don't care. Are we rolling? Are we on camera? We are going. Boys and girls, this is Adam Weiner of Low Cut Connie, and you are smart, and you are beautiful. You got great taste. I'll tell you why. Because right now you are listening to the True Philadelphia Podcast with my handsome buddy, Matt O'Donnell. Yes. to do what any great band with great songs that work super hard wants to do. Take over the world. First, their patented rock and roll boogie is ultra catchy and enormously fun in a live setting. Two, they are based in Philadelphia. And three, they are led by singer and pianist Adam Weiner, a Cherry Hill East grad who comes across as a sidewinding blend of Iggy Pop, Jim Morrison, and Little Richard. This song is called Beverly from their latest album, Dirty Pictures Part 2, a favorite of mine. Adam invited me to the Low Cut Connie Studios in South Philadelphia to talk about anything. He couldn't stop talking. He couldn't keep his hands off a piano. He would not stop singing. If you can, watch the YouTube version of this podcast to see and hear Adam in action is a spectacle. Just search for a True Philadelphia podcast on YouTube. Here we go, Adam Weiner of Low Cut Connie on the True Philadelphia Podcast. You know that song, Matt. Here with Adam Weiner of Low Cut Connie. Something like that. And it, that that's such a treat. I I'll, love that. I'll learn it. I'll learn it. <laughs> so, what, what an iconic piece of music for Philadelphia. Everyone knows it. Babies respond to it. Babies get made to it. Listen. <laughs> Move closer to your world, my friend. Take a little bit of time. Move closer to your world, my friend, and you'll see. How iconic. What a way to start your day with that piece of music and Matt O'Donnell. We're changing the theme, and you're the one who's doing it now. We need to read Good. 
Adam Wiener, thank you so much. This is a real treat. Uh, congratulations on everything that's happened with Low Cut Connie. I know that you guys are, you write great songs, but you also work really hard, and that, I think, is the best combination when it comes to being a successful rock band. You have to. You have to. If you have the audacity, like you have, to desire to be in some form of entertainment or broadcasting as a job in 2019, 2020, you better work. <laughs> you better work and work and work. Let me talk about your mission statement. It's on the website. I'm sure you have it memorized. Maybe it's tattooed somewhere. A new boogie for all mankind. Why does mankind need a new boogie? You know what? What we need, and it's mankind, womankind, it's all people on the earth. We need music more than we ever have before. It, I have seen the power of music and performance in my own life. It's therapeutic. It's a unifying force. It brings people together. It makes people get loose. They shed all their inhibitions, all their prejudices, all their stress, and we all boogie together as one people. And that's my job. I take it real seriously, and uh, we need it. How do you describe Low Cut Connie for people who've never heard you guys? Rock and roll, rock and roll. You can decide beyond that all the subcategories. Um, I like to distinguish between rock and rock and roll. I think what we do is rock and roll, not necessarily rock. What's the difference? Well, you can't, you know, I need to have the roll part in it. Uh, you got to be able to dance to it. When rock and roll started, and a lot of it started here in Philly, uh, it was dance music. It was music that came out of rhythm and blues that you could dance to, and have a wild time, and it was youth-oriented music. Uh, over the years, it got more complex, high-minded. It goes to Broadway, it, it's heavy metal, it's punk, it's indie rock, it's math rock, whatever, whatever it is. But for, for me, heart and soul, uh, boogie rock and roll, soulful rock and roll, that's what I try to do. Got it, got it. I got it here. You came prepared. I did. So Dirty Pictures Part 2, mm -hmm. released last year. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what, it's, it's a great album. It's got great songs, and it shows such an improvement musically from the other stuff, which is really a lot of fun, too. And I'm sure you're very like proud it. of it. I like it. How much of Philadelphia is in this album? A lot. Like, what, what parts of Philadelphia are in Dirty Pictures? Dirty Pictures, well... Dirty Pictures is a pair of albums, part one, part two. Sure. This is part two. I'm especially fond of part two. And, um, you know, I wrote a lot of this music since I've moved back here to Philadelphia. And uh, I live in South Philadelphia. And, and the attitude, the resilience, um, the heart and soul uh, against the odds which is a big part of the identity of our city. That's seeped into my music. That's seeped into things, I think. You like to write about stories and about people and about things that happen. And I know you met Bruce Springsteen. And he's a big influence. And he you know, kind of does that stuff, too. And I'm not saying you're vamping off him, but 
you definitely have this this way of like getting up on stage and, and you're you're performing and you're you're telling people something that happened. Is that an accurate description? Well, look, I, I grew up in South Jersey in the '80s, so you do the math. <laughs> uh, yeah, like uh, the '80s was a great time to grow up uh, because music and MTV was at its peak. And when I was uh, really little, the first music that I remember was Bruce Springsteen, Born in the USA, and Prince, Purple Rain. They were the same summer. I, was I bought those two albums when I was a kid, too. Classic. Uh, they, they really uh, seeped into my conscious mind and my subconscious mind. And um, that time in music was beautiful because... Rock, pop, uh, R&B, country, w w it was all on the same TV station. And in a lot of ways, it was all on the same radio station, right? Prince and Bruce Springsteen and Madonna and the, and the Commodores and all these different things are all at the same time. And everybody was kind of into it all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that will ever happen again, but I'm glad I grew up at that time because I got it in my bloodstream that uh, good music can reach anybody. Beverly, my favorite song, without question. Uh, just a masterpiece. So you want me to tell you about this song? Is she a person or a composite? This is what I'm going to tell you about Beverly. Many, many years ago, I, you know, I lived in New York City for 13 years. And I used to play piano uh, as a job in all these places, gay bars, old age homes. Uh, I played in ballet studio for a couple years, cabaret places, honky-tonky country places. I, I kind of, like, did it all. And I used to have this this melody that I used to play uh, that I wrote. It was really slow, kind of like a Paul McCartney kind of thing. I remember I was calling it like on the train because I was taking the train every day. On the train. Right? And people used to love that that melody. I could do it in a, in a drag bar, a gay bar, a country bar a rock and roll bar, and I could sort of like win people over with that, but I forgot about it. I never really had any good words for it. And then a few years ago, it just sort of popped, and I, I knew who I wanted to write about and like what was passing through my brain, and I knew that it needed to be faster. Right? So this... 
which has a kind of three, four waltz kind of thing, became, right? And then it, there it was. And Beverly herself? What about her? Seemed, seems a bit troubled. Well, aren't we all? Beverly, like all of us, we have, um, you know, life is not always a smooth ride for everybody. And that's part of the deal, uh, being an adult in this world. And um, I meet a lot of people. I have met a lot of people over the years traveling, especially women that I've met out on the road. And in this particular case, some of the some of the women that live in some of the flea baggy kind of motels that we've stayed in over the years, they like they live there or they live out of their car. And um, I think that song came out of somebody I met in that scene. Your stage antics are incredible. Everyone says you guys playing live is just, it's, it's a, something to behold. And mostly it's because of you. You're playing the piano, you're singing, you're standing on top of it, you're rolling on top of it. What's happening in your head when you're up there, or is this just coming out of somewhere deep inside? Nothing. I don't think. Things happen. You know, uh, I'm quiet in my everyday life, fairly shy person, but the lights go on, the crowd shows up, and things happen. I can't, I don't know what to tell you, but... The main thing is that I want people, I want to make everybody as happy as they can be, give them as, as transcendent an experience as they can have in the room. I'm obsessed with it. Uh, like Iggy Pop says, I'm a short order cook. What do you need? 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 And um, I, I want the molecules in the room to change a little bit. When I first saw you, I've watched a bunch of stuff you guys have on YouTube. I'm going to score what you're saying to make it more dramatic. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I was watching YouTube, some low-cut Connie videos, and the first thing that I thought of when I saw Adam Wiener perform is Iggy Pop. All right, Iggy. I love Iggy. Right. I saw Iggy when I was much younger, one of the first big shows I ever went to, and uh, I'll never forget it. That was a life-changing concert. Uh, you know, the whole audience was on the stage pretty much by the end of the show, and it was totally egalitarian, democratic, sexy, inspiring. It was it was very liberating experience, and I, I, he's one of the performers like like Tina Turner, James Brown, Prince, Bruce Springsteen, Mick Jagger, that c consistently inspires me to, to uh, create magic. When you were a child, were you one of those kids who banged on pots and pans, always making noise and singing and yelling? Piano. When Piano. did you learn how to play? I'm still learning how to play. I'm still learning how to play. I'm an I'm um, advanced amateur, you know? <laughs> That's very modest. Well, when I was young, I took piano lessons to learn how to do, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I just wasn't very good at reading music. And, you know, like, 
how many times can I play, you know, Celine Dion or From a Distance or or Les Miserables? And, and I just sort of like hit a wall. And I used to then try to sit down and play the music that I listened to. And I realized that if I heard a song, I could play it. And then it just sort of went from there. I, I have no idea what I'm doing, <laughs> but I do what I feel. That's sort of like in sports when they ask Michael Jordan, how did you weave around all these players and then, you know, get the ball in the net? He's like, I don't know. I just did it. But can I show you something? Yeah, on sure, the I'd love to. One of my favorite piano players of all time has become a really big influence for me is this guy, Professor Longhair. You ever heard of him? He's from... No. Is in New Orleans. Some of your viewers and your listeners will have heard okay. of him. He's They're googling him as a as professor. Longhair was a you know a famous New Orleans piano player, R and B star, and he grew up with a piano in his house in New Orleans that was missing a whole bunch of keys. Instead of eighty eight, let's say there were sixty. Okay. And he didn't read music or anything, but he developed this way of playing to account for the fact that they were missing keys, okay? So what he did was he created this, uh, this idea of the piano as a pure rhythm instrument, percussion instrument. Because that's purely that's what it is. It's yeah. a rhythm instrument. So he came up with these, and his family was, was uh, Haitian, so he had all these sort of Haitian rhythms that he could do. And so he came up with stuff like... You know, Tipitina. He just wanted to make people dance. And then my favorite one, which is the real finger buster, which the only way to explain how this song comes about is you have to understand that he was missing keys. You know, we go, but what if it was just missing a bunch of stuff in there. So he came up with this thing called Big Chief. He wanted to be the whole band. I listened to his music. It was just him and the piano. He's the whole band, right? He's the drums. He's the bass. He's the guitar. He's the piano. He's the voice. He's everything. And I really took that to heart. I figured I, I did so many gigs for so many years by myself that I had to figure out how to make people move, how to keep their attention, not be boring, be consistent by myself. Now I get to do it with amazing musicians with me, uh, especially my buddy Will Donnelly, the, the guitar player in Lil Cut Connie, has been in the band for six years. Uh, but uh, I had all this pedigree where I had to learn how to do it all first, you know? 
You're better than an amateur to me. I mean, sure. You know Sam Cooke? No. Chain Gang? Or Sha La 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 Sha La 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 All night long. You ever heard that? I'm loving it now. Come on and let the good times roll. We're gonna stay till we soothe our souls if it take all night long. Bruce Springsteen, yeah. Elton John, two people who have said how much they love your band. Because they got good taste, is the thing. President Obama yes. put you on a playlist in 2015 yes. out of nowhere, and you were overwhelmed with the attention at first? Well, who wakes up thinking that that's going to happen? And, you know, at the time, the band was, like, on the skids. Things were, you know, we always had our, our cult, but... It wasn't really growing the way I wanted it to, and there were a lot of issues. And then uh, Obama puts our song Boozophilia on his uh, first Spotify summer playlist, which, you know, it was like uh, Aretha Franklin, <laughs> Sly and the Family Stone, uh, Stevie Wonder, Genius, Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan, and you Love guys. Cut Connie. <laughs> Check it out. Where, where did Especially he hear of you guys? Especially a song that talks about South Philly and let's, uh, let's go get stoned and, and all this stuff. It's a party song. It is. It's boozophilia. But it is a, you know, a heart and soul song about people and people I've met. And I think he picked up on that. Where did he hear of you guys? I mean, have you ever I've, spoken to him? Or? Well, yeah, I did get invited and got to meet him in 2016 and he was very encouraging he said when's your next album coming out which was i was working on this mm -hmm. and i said uh i'm working on it he said all right you got to let me know and i how do i do that i have no idea <laughs> maybe he's listening to your podcast right w now was this a i mean you said that the band was having some trouble has this this began the trajectory that you're still on right now well matt listen you would think Maybe there was a time in this country where that would have changed our fortunes overnight. It didn't. Um, the entertainment business is a very different place these days, but what it did is it, it gave me uh, confidence. It made me feel like I was doing something right. Keep Because he said to me, the last thing he said was, I like your style. I like what you're doing. Keep it up. I heard you actually imitating a little bit there. That was uh, good. <laughs> keep it up. Keep it up, keep it up. And if you're trying to be a painter, a dancer, an uh, you know, a, an actor, a writer, a broadcaster, whatever you do, and you're swimming upstream from day one, you're always swimming upstream. If you have the audacity, you know, once in a while it helps if somebody comes along and says, you're good, keep going, don't give up. I needed that at that time. I just didn't think it would come from Barack Obama. <laughs> the president of the United States. Yeah. So how is the Philadelphia music scene right now? Fabulous. And it's one of the big reasons I moved back here. Listen, I grew up near here in South Jersey. My Jerry Haleast. Yes. My family 
you know, my dad's from South Philly. My mom's from Northeast Philly. I grew up here and the city just embraced us. Once things started to happen, Philly was just right there and they lifted us up. We've had fans that came to the very first Philadelphia show uh, when we put out our first album and they've come, you know, 20 times since every show. And, you know, the local, the newspaper, WXPN, Philadelphia Inquirer, all, all, everybody got behind us. And it felt good to come back to Philly, set up shop here, and um, be supported here. And so I, I love being here. I'm not here a lot because I travel over 200 days a year with the, with the band, but it's home. It's home now. Tell me about Chandra. Chandra's in the basement. We can check her out in a minute, but that's my girl. That's my piano. I did 500 plus shows with Chandra. Why do you name a piano? Why? Well, you know, like when I met Elton John and he was talking about how he names all his pianos and I didn't know that I had already done it. This one's Nelly. Mm -hmm. But um, sometimes you just click with your instrument and you spend a lot of time together and sometimes you have a dramatic contentious relationship with it and uh, me and Chandra we've been through a lot together did she bring you comfort or did she bring you comfort on the stage her being there next to you yeah I also treated her very badly <laughs> which I feel I feel bad about but this one this is Nellie who I named after a, a woman called Nellie Lutcher she was a great blues jazz piano player back in the 40s and 50s and we just did a hundred shows on this one you want to go meet chandra you want to would we now? be able to do that yeah we can yeah. pause this and we're going to go do that all right. all right pause so ladies and gentlemen this is chandra the legendary piano seen many times at low-cut connie concerts and you're not only just playing chandra you're as you say abusing her well these days i treat her nice because she's given me so much but we've been through the war together yeah keep betting on red now baby tell me run out of money keep telling the same dumb joke Till we both think it's funny, yeah, 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 yeah. Swimming in dirty water. You know the song? You keep going, I'm not singing. <laughs> There's something about Chandra. She is busted up. She's got mold. She's scratched. The soundboard is cracked. The pedal doesn't work. You know, she needs a facelift, but she's got something. She has experience. Yeah, she knows her way around. <laughs> you hear the difference? Then, then see, Nelly? I'm not going to lie and yeah. say yes. Don't lie. I mean, it, it sounds great to me. Come with me, my love, to the sea, the sea of love. You know that one. I want to tell you just how much I love you and you. 
Is Jim Gardner going to see this? He might. In fact, I will, I, will, I will send them a message saying that you'd like for them to take a look. Jim Gardner, I love you. You're, you're the man. <laughs> Cecily, I love you. Karen, you're the best. Best in the business, all of them. Fabulous. I grew up watching. I'm still watching. Now I'm watching him. <laughs> Handsome. The best. Where do you want Low Cut Cunny to go? As high as we can go. I'm trying to reach as many people as I can. You want to hear a little more Beverly? Sure, Beverly would be great. I'm down on my knee. You read the paper and watch TV. Don't even say a single word to me. Talk to me. You're slipping away. Sit around a trailer and sleep all day There's something funny and you just won't say It's not okay Beverly, come on and talk to me Let me be free to try In the streets you're shaking my self-esteem We live in a dream All night Beverly Yeah Pretty The thing I love about the song right. is that w The complete package is this I hear sadness, but I also hear hope Yeah Is that accurate? Yeah I think a lot of music should do that because we live every day and it ain't always, like I said, it's not always a smooth ride. Music should speak to that. Let's be real. Let's be real. There's an old soul song I love called Be For Real. I believe that. I'm not trying to pretend I'm Justin Timberlake or, you know, <laughs> Harry Styles. Um, you, can, you can dance, though. I mean... I can. A bit. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll do that for, for you. Uh, you know, hopefully some of your viewers and listeners will be at our show December 21st at Union Transfer. And then, Matt, I'm doing a bunch of solo concerts in Philly. You know that place called City Winery they just opened? Sure, yeah. January 23rd, February 20th. Maybe I'll keep going. We'll see if Philly shows up. I'm going to do some solo concerts. Let me ask you, what is your favorite album of all time, or maybe a favorite song of all time, or maybe favorite band? I have so many. It's too, it's too hard. Um, but like I said, uh, Otis Redding, Tina Turner, James Brown, Prince, Bruce Springsteen, Mick Jagger, Freddie Mercury, uh, Patti Smith, Iggy Pop. These are my heroes on the stage. Bob Dylan as a songwriter, Leonard Cohen, Smokey Robinson, uh, Kurt Cobain, on and on. Those are some good ones. I can't pick a favorite song. John Lennon, we just had his 30, the 39th anniversary of, of him passing, and his music is heart and soul for me, Bob Marley. These, these are the best. You know, uh... Um, Toots and the Maytals, you ever heard of them? Let's hear it. When I look, when I look to the sky, I'm reborn. 
When I look, oh babe, I'm reborn. When I look, when I look, all you got to do is call my name. When I look, oh babe, I'm reborn. I'm reborn. I'm reborn. I gotta learn the words. I love that song. Let me ask you about another song, and it's not really because of the song itself, yeah. but what it means. ACDC, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. And you know all the lyrics, and it True talks that. about all the stuff that you know happens in bar fights and getting you know, going broke and all this other stuff. That? I mean, that's really the way it is every single time, isn't uh, listen, it? Listen, I know we're not supposed to curse, but that is some true shit, you know. It's tough. You know, it, it, you, better, you better work. If you're, if you're one in 10 million people, maybe you get lucky. I've never been lucky. And, uh, you know, I have to make my own luck. And people from Philly, they know that. People from Philly are workers, you know. And um, I think that's why I like being here. It inspires me to hustle. What's your favorite spots around Philadelphia, whether it's a restaurant, museum, just a park, or just a place to go? Let me tell you my favorite spots. I'm one of these people I like diners. Okay. I'm not a fancy. Neither am I. I like basic. Burger? I like delis, diners, greasy. I like to go places with all kinds of people, right? So in terms of diners, I could sit here all day. I could rate them. A through Z. Penrose Diner, Melrose Diner, Broad Street Diner, City Diner, right? The Delis, 4th Street Deli, Rachel's Noshery, Schlesinger's, right? On and on. Uh, Mexican, Tamalex, uh, Adelita. I like places that are basic but heart and soul food, right? And places where... You, you could see a center city businessman or somebody from North Philly or South Philly and everybody's sort of eating the same food and hanging out together. And one day, one day, I'll open up my own place, the Connie Club, and I'll, I'll have my own club that's like, that, that creates that environment. I'll do that. I feel like you should interview me now. Matt O'Donnell, <laughs> he is the man, Action News... You wake up every day. He's like your cup of coffee in the morning. He gives you that little wink, gets you started on your day. He's part of one of the best news teams in America. And how many places uh, in America stick with these people over the years? They become legends in our town. Very fortunate with our viewers. Yep. And they got that song. Which is the greatest news song ever made. And when I come into your studio at Action News next week, I'm going to play it. I can't wait. I can't wait. That is iconic. And you are giving a lot to Philadelphia. I thank you for schlepping down here to our little hole in the wall for me and Chandra. I'm going to see you, all your pals, all my Philly pals, December 21 at Union Transfer. I'm going to see them at City Winery for a little intimate wine and dine romance one-on-one 
January 23rd and February 20th, and we're just gonna keep we're gonna keep this this thing that we got going on on and on and on. You have to sign your album too. I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. Adam Weiner of Low Cut Connie. They got no time on the True Philadelphia podcast. Living in the city. Living on the best streets Sleeping in the balcony They don't know what we've been doing They don't know What we've been eating We're getting down here with the people You sing, Matt? Down with the gospel truth Yeah Down with boozophilia down with the broken tooth We're on the south side of Chicago Down in the groove Down in West Virginia We'll get down with you You know the next line? My favorite line Me and little Anthony Where do we live? We live in South Philly, living with Marie. She keep me on the edge of my seat. If you want to hear the rest, I'm going to see you at Union Transfer City Winery. And I'll see you at Rachel's Noshery or one of these delis or diners. And we will get a little nosh together. Adam Wiener, Loka Connie. Adam. Matt O'Donnell, baby. Adam Wiener says the follow-up to Dirty Pictures Part 2 will be released sometime in 2020. It will be a double album, and he is super stoked about the new material. Thanks to Adam for opening up his studios, his talents, and his heart. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and rate this podcast. I'm Matt O'Donnell, and this is the True Philadelphia Podcast. Beverly, come on in.